Hello and welcome to this a live recording of the introduction of this week's Climactic episode. All of you listening to this will already know, but Climactic is the flagship podcast of the Climactic Collective, the podcast network for the Australian and New Zealand climate communities, what we call a Trans-Tasman podcast network. But what is the Climactic Collective? What does it mean in August of 2021? And where is it going? How is it currently formed? And what are some changes to what you're going to start hearing in the very near future? Well, uh, for those of you who don't know, the Climactic Collective is uh, a collection. It's a grouping of independent shows, uh, creators who are largely hobbyists and and amateurs, people in, in the field who are concerned about climate change, and that's why they are flexing their voice. They're making a show. It's not because they're already seasoned broadcasters or creators who have just picked climate because it's a <laughs> growing in importance and popularity topic, which, yeah, it is because uh, it has to be. Uh, no, we, we've got all people who are involved because they they're concerned first and foremost and they're climate engaged and that's why they're making podcasts. So I've been talking to some other podcasters lately, um, in my role as, you know, in the podcast industry, in my day job and in my role as the publisher of climactic. And these podcasters are already established. They're already making shows. They kind of know their craft and they want to get involved in climate engagement. They want to add the climate hat onto what they're already doing as podcasters. And I've also been talking to some other shows that are climate engaged, that they've started off by themselves, they're independent, and they sort of don't know what else is out there in the space. They don't know who their peers are, they don't get a lot of feedback from listeners, they're kind of those voices in the wilderness that all the shows on Climactic pretty much, except for those that started on the network, um, are familiar with. They, They started and they didn't know who they were making the show for for quite a while, or who their peers were. So I want to come up with a roadmap for them on what Climactic is, how we can help kind of come together, uh, bring together a pitch of this is the Climactic Collective and this is what it can do for you. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. <laughs> um, things like you know how to help people reach an audience, how to get feedback, Um a big thing in that is I have the stats now, and I know that you listening to this on the Climactic feed, if you listen to any other show on the Climactic network, you are in a very small minority. About 10% of the listeners of Climactic listen to any other show on the Climactic Collective, which is really exciting to me because that's an opportunity because the whole point of Climactic is to spotlight and feature the best of what's happening on this network and also beyond it. And I think it does that quite well. And thank you very much to people who do listen week in, week out. I was actually going to do something quite uh, dramatic here and just give those numbers now live because um, I've got nothing to hide. I've got no downside risk of this because, full disclosure, we're, we're a small network. I don't think that will surprise anyone because we are largely bedroom productions, all the shows. We, we are close to 15,000 downloads a month in the last week. Climactic had 144 unique listeners, so that's 144 people who listened, and that led to 682 downloads. So on average in the last week, the average person who listened downloaded more than four episodes of the show this week, which is fantastic. 
But of those, sorry, I said it wrong, of the 153 listeners that Climactic had this week, only nine checked out any other episodes of any other show on the Climactic Collective. Shows that there's like a huge extra audience we can expose to those shows. And so how are you, as a listener of Climactic, going to know what else to listen to on the network? Well, there's promos that the show hosts are cutting, little short, basically teasers of what their shows are about. So you listening to the podcast episode of this are now going to hear a couple of those promos so you can hear what to expect going forward when you're listening to Climactic or other shows on the network. You're going to get little teasers for other shows. And this could be a way for you to find something you're interested in, or even better, it's a way for you to find something that a friend, a family member, a colleague would really enjoy, and then you've got something to recommend to them. So if they're, say, a nurse and they're working in the healthcare industry, but they're also climate concerned, you can recommend them the Doctors of the Environment Australia podcast, which is excellent and very, very focused on people in the healthcare field who are climate concerned. It's, it's a show precisely for them. But you, listening, maybe you're not a nurse and you wouldn't otherwise listen to the show, you now know that's available to tell your friend that is. Simple example, really. Hi, my name's Tim from the podcast Talking in This Climate, which is a show for anyone who wants to become a better, more impactful listener and communicator of climate and environmental issues. Our podcast explores language, the media, communicating through frames and metaphors, Indigenous perspectives on environmental issues, communicating across disciplines, issues of trust and misinformation, and emotion. The podcast is run by a diverse group of environment graduates and environmental communication professionals, Emily, Ewan, Fani, Rosie, Zoe, and myself. To find the podcast, just search Talking in This Climate wherever you get your podcasts or at climactic.fm. Or you can join the discussion in our Facebook group. Hope to see you there. Make sure you check out Climate Conversations. It's a podcast with news, views, interviews, and the occasional rant. It'll help you better understand the climate crisis, what's happening, why it's happening, and what you can do to slow this dilemma. Don't forget Climate Conversations. It's on the Climactic Collective. So, yeah, we're doing that. Uh, We're also doing a briefing next week for the hosts on the network, a briefing on the climate science. We have a leading IPCC author, senior CSIRO climate scientist joining us. Uh, This is an event just for podcast hosts. It's going to be very focused on how to communicate the facts of the climate crisis as laid out in the IPCC Working Group 1 released last week basically give us all a grounding in updated climate science. So we're going to be doing more events like that in future as well. And finally, we're going to be doing a listener survey at some point, either later this year or early next. I'm hoping it's going to be 2021, though. A listener survey to help us understand who you are as our listeners, as our audience, and to help us understand how we can serve you better. Listener surveys are really useful because otherwise, all we've got is download numbers, listener numbers, and geography doesn't tell us much. You could be listening to this show in Sydney and, you know, trying to decide whether to buy a Tesla or an MG electric car, or you could be in Sydney, you know, paying rent month by month. And I understand both of those situations. I really do. 
So uh, we'd love to know sort of how we can craft our content to be the most relevant it can be for you, our listeners. And yeah, get an understanding for just who we're serving here as a network. So look out for that to come soon. Now you're going to hear a couple promos for other climactic shows, and then I might be able to share with you a pilot for an exciting new weekly climate update show. All right, thank you so much for tuning in. If you did to this, it's just uh, great to be able to go live, force myself to record this in one take, not write a bunch of notes, just a bunch of bullet points, and just go for it. So thank you very much for tuning in, and I'll catch you soon. And if you're in lockdown, stay safe, uh, take care of each other, check in on your neighbors, and uh, just let us know if you need anything. Thanks. Hey, so Mark here again, not doing a live anymore. So you've already heard promos for talking in this climate and climate conversations. Now, what about for Climactic itself? How do you describe the Climactic Collective to your friends and your family? How do you say, hey, I listened to this podcast that is a different thing each week, and it selects episodes from this big pool of more than 10 other shows, and it's this weird chimera of a podcast. Well, luckily, here's a promo we've cut for Climactic that hopefully explains quite succinctly, and you can now describe it to your friends and family as a spotlight show, as a curation, as a sampling platter, if you will, for what's on the Climactic Collective. So have a listen to this promo. I'd love to know what you think. And then after that, I'm going to play you something very special that no one else has heard yet, and a very exciting project. Life in the 2020s is different. There's more masks. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to my channel. You different options for DIY at-home masks. Less plane travel. More fires. More smoke. More coastal erosion. Of course the sand does come and go, but again, I've never seen it like this before. Not in my lifetime. Not enough water in some places and too much in others. A woman's been rescued from a tree and a train derailed as parts of the state continue to be battered by wild What's weather. a person to do in a world with an already changed climate? Did I say already changed? Yeah, and on track for much more change. Shifting baseline syndrome, a phenomenon of lowered expectations in which each generation regards a progressively poorer natural world as normal. In fact, the only thing we know for certain about the future is that our already weird present is just the beginning. We are through the looking glass. The shows in the Climactic Collective are your guide, created by fellow travelers, but without feeling the need to constantly explain the greenhouse effect. Greenhouse gases are a bit like a doona. So check out Climactic.fm and our flagship podcast, Climactic, get involved and engaged with the climate crisis because these are climactic times and everything has changed so yeah that's what climactic is and what the climactic collective is easy as that right and hopefully after hearing that people will be pumped to check it out to come and listen to some of our shows and to recommend those shows to others so I've teased this now a couple of times what is this special new project actually I just got off the phone to uh, someone in San Francisco, and they're the co-founder of a really, really cool platform for finding climate-engaged jobs. Now, quick, off the top of your head, go find a climate-engaged job. Where would you start? Well, you could start with Seek or you know, any of the other job sites, and you could try searching for climate, and you might find something there, but how do you know that you haven't missed something? 
How do you know that the employer who's posting the job actually cares about the climate crisis and is actually engaged, and they're not just conducting greenwashing? Trying to lure in millennials who care about climate change to work for a company that's just doing business as usual. Well, there's a platform that's engaging with that challenge, trying to change that dynamic, and they are Climate Base. You can check them out at climatebase.org, and already some of the members of the Climactic Collective are actively searching for their new roles, and may have even found one from Climate Base. There's hundreds of new jobs posted there every week, and tens of thousands of people going to find how to make their career more climate-engaged. And every week, Climate Base release a great newsletter that gets you up to speed with the latest news and also some great new job postings. And on a whim, I recorded an audio adaptation of that newsletter, sent it off to the founders, and they loved it. So possibly, coming soon, you'll be able to hear the Climate Base newsletter adapted to audio, syndicated here on Shows on Climactic. And what that means is if you listen to the end of one of Climactic's episodes, for instance, you'll hear that week's climate news, written by Climate Base, adapted by me, and brought to you, no matter which episode you're listening to. This is using a cool tool called Dynamic Audio Insertion, and it means that even if you're listening to an episode from last year, you'll still hear this week's news. It's a cool way to use modern podcasting technology and bring what I do in my day job to the podcasts of Climactic. So stick around for this pilot. I'd love to know what you think. You can always reach me at hello at climactic.fm to give feedback. So settle in for less than 10 minutes to hear this week's climate news. Welcome to the Climate Base Podcast. This week in climate. This is the audio version of the Climate Base newsletter, a summary of the latest climate news and featured job opportunities from Climate Base. The climate crisis and what you can do about it. This podcast version of the newsletter is produced in collaboration with the Climactic Collective, a collection of independent, climate-engaged podcasts. For more on the network, visit climactic.fm, and for more from Climate Base, visit climatebase.org. And now, the news. IPCC Part 1 drops. The UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change released the first part of its State of the Climate Assessment this week, and the message was clear. We must stop burning fossil fuels now to avoid further ecological collapse. The report featured plenty of galling statistics that won't surprise anyone who follows climate news. Arctic summer ice at its lowest point in 1,000 years, glaciers melting at the fastest rate in 2,000 years, the oceans heating faster than they have in 11,000 years. While the past IPCC reports have always been based on state-of-the-art climate modeling, this year's report finally features language establishing culpability for the climate crisis that matches the clarity of its scientific conclusions. The second and third parts of the report will be released in early 2022, and will cover impacts, adaptation measures, and mitigation. You can read the 39-page summary of Part 1 linked in the description, and a link to the full 1,300-page report. How the Sausage is Made While this week's IPCC report has caught headlines for its daunting assessments, Stephanie Spera from the University of Richmond wrote a very useful breakdown of how the report is written, who gets to write it, and what it means for our understanding of the climate crisis. She points out this year's report is the first to use the Shared Socioeconomic Pathways, or CSP, method of modeling. These scenarios incorporate socioeconomic impacts of climate change. 
and analyze how those will ultimately influence greenhouse gas emissions. The previous IPCC report from 2013 relied on Representative Concentration Pathways, RCP, rather than SCP, to keep it straight, which focus on linear trajectories of greenhouse gas emissions and how each scenario might play out for the climate. Now, the difference here may seem wonky, but researchers believe the change makes for a more realistic and dynamic result, painting a clearer picture of the risks we face in the future. The show must go on. Meanwhile, the Biden administration formally called on OPEC countries to ramp up oil production this week. On the one hand, the administration laid out the simple and sound logic behind a call for more oil. Increased supply to meet the demands of a global and American economy badly in need of a rebound. After all, gas prices have climbed 41.8% for Americans since last year. But the announcement rings badly out of tune with an IPCC report calling for drastic action in the hopes of avoiding further irreversible impacts of climate change. The administration's demand points to a trap that many world leaders find themselves in. How many short-term sacrifices should be made to reduce emissions when we have a responsibility to deal with economic suffering today? As the International Energy Agency pointed out in March, a lack of suitable clean energy policies only makes the trap harder to escape. When they lose, they win. No matter the price of oil, however, your tax dollars ensure that the winners in the energy market will always be oil producers. That is one conclusion of a report published by the Stockholm Environmental Institute, who took a close look at how much the United States spends on subsidies for the fossil fuel industry every year. The annual price tag between state and federal governments, 20.5 billion USD. But that doesn't take into account the economic damage done by the additional 150 million tons of CO2 emissions these subsidies will lead to by 2030. The study finds fault with an old friend of the fossil fuel lobby, the Intangible Exploration and Development Costs Tax Break, or IDC. David Roberts did a detailed breakdown of this only in Washington tax carve-out, that has locked the United States into a fossil fuel economy for decades. David Roberts did a detailed breakdown of this only in Washington tax carve-out that has locked the United States into a fossil fuel economy for decades. And you can find a link in the show notes. Lighting the way. While the rest of the world frets about its response to the climate crisis, artists in the Scottish Oost Islands have put together a powerful visualization project to shine a light on how climate change will impact life in a forgotten corner of the world. Finnish artists have installed gleaming LED lights, where sea level is projected to rise to on the islands, which have already begun to see encroaching tides from melting polar ice and glaciers. The project echoes an installation the duo put up in Miami, showing how the American city is being swallowed by the sea. Art has the potential to convey scientific data, complex ideas, and concepts in a powerful way when words or graphs may fall short, says one of the artists. And now a selection of new climate jobs. For more, visit climatebase.org. Active Impact Investments Active Impact Investments is a certified B Corp based in Vancouver, BC, whose mission is to support environmental sustainability through profitable investment. With two limited partnership funds, with over $64 million in assets under management, we provide funds and talent to accelerate the growth of early-stage climate tech companies, with 200000 to $3 million in revenue and significant growth potential. They're recruiting for their investment team located in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Carbo Culture 
a biotech startup commercializing large-scale carbon removal. We convert wood residues to biocarbons, stabilized carbon out of the atmosphere for a thousand years. They're recruiting for a process owner of climate tech, a product partnerships manager, and a head of project finance and expansion, all based in Europe. Raptor Maps Raptor Maps is the leading provider of lifecycle management software for the solar industry. We support portfolio owners, asset managers, O&M providers, EPC contractors, and independent engineers with software solutions that enable organization and asset efficiency. They're recruiting for an engineering manager, a technical editor and content manager for solar energy, and back-end software engineer. All remote positions. EV Match an early-stage startup that's revolutionizing electric vehicle charging through a peer-to-peer charging network. EVMatch's app-based service allows individuals and businesses to rent out their private charging stations and support widespread EV adoption. They're recruiting for a sales lead, a remote position. Vow. Vow is a food company, a very different one. We're creating real meat products from animal cells instead of the animal itself. We're bringing together cutting-edge innovations in science, technology, culinary, and design to make sustainable food that's both irresistible and accessible for billions of people worldwide. They're recruiting for a software engineer, either remote or based in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. And finally, the Union of Concerned Scientists. We are scientists, engineers, economists, activists, and everyday people who develop and advocate for innovative, practical solutions to some of our planet's most pressing problems. From combating global warming and developing sustainable ways to feed, power, and transport ourselves, to fighting misinformation, advancing racial equity, and reducing the threat of nuclear war. They're recruiting for a data processing assistant, ideally based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, United States. And there are many, many more jobs on climatebased.org. Here's why you should head over there today. You can create a profile and get discovered by hundreds of employers now hiring on ClimateBase. And if you're hiring, post your job on ClimateBase to reach thousands of eyeballs, pairs of ears, and inboxes. If you enjoyed this, please share the love. Let others know about this podcast, our newsletter, and ClimateBase.org. And we'd love to connect with you. Find us on Twitter, at ClimateBase. This podcast adaptation of the ClimateBase newsletter is a collaboration between Climate Base and the Climactic Collective. I'm Mark Spencer, and I hope you have a great climate-engaged day. Music in this episode by Blue Dot Sessions. Find links to the individual tracks in the show notes. The Climactic Collective. <laughs>